Hello, welcome to Behind the Music Podcast. I am Bridget Devin, your host, and today I'm excited to welcome Mark Bjerke with WeFest. Mark is the general manager, and WeFest is a country music festival, and this year they're celebrating their 40th show. This year's festival will be August 3rd through 5th at Detroit Lakes, Minnesota at Sioux Pass Ranch. Um, Mark, I'm very excited to have you on and to learn about your work with this festival. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Yes, my pleasure. So to start, can you share with us about yourself and how WeFest got started or or where, you know, where your work came together with it and just some background? Okay, well, uh, I'll start with how WeFest came about. Uh, That was started in 1983 by a gentleman from Detroit Lakes. Uh, Over the years, he brought on a few partners uh, in 2008. 10, uh, one of those partners bought out the remaining partners. And then in 2014, it got sold to another company, uh, outside company that was local ownership all the way up to that point. Uh, And then uh, it was sold again in 2019 to Live Nation, which then brought on the partnership of Matt Mathune. And the Mathune family has owned the property out at WeFest since 1985. So they are long time associated with the show. So uh, now actually for the first time in our history, actually this will be our third show together, but the owner of the property is also the owner of the show. So it, cool. it makes uh, makes makes it a lot easier for improvements and doing long-term um, you know, thoughts on improvements for the property instead of just worrying about getting through four days. Now we talk about long-term. So yeah. that's a little bit of history of the show. Um, uh, my history, I started attending WeFest in the 80s, 89 was my first year, and I did that for about 10 years, and then uh, I had my own publishing company, so I became a sponsor out there, so then I was a sponsor for another oh, eight years or so, and then after I sold that company, I decided I wanted to start volunteering and doing something fun, and the funnest thing in going up here was WeFest, so I started volunteering there. Uh, I'd already known quite a few of the people, obviously, as being a sponsor over the years, so and then in about 2012, I think it was, um, I started doing more full-time work for them and taking on sponsorships um, and promotions. So then in 2016, that ownership group I was telling you about um, kind of got rid of everybody that was local. I got rid of local sponsors, local workers, local management. And so there was a few years there where I was away from WeFest. And then, um, as I mentioned, when Live Nation and Matt Mathune purchased uh, the show, then they brought back some of us more seasoned. I don't want to call call us old timers. Our, our more seasoned people here, and uh, and and then he brought me back to be the general manager to bring back that local sponsorship, bring back those local uh, employees and workers that we had, and bring back that you know kind of hometown feel that we fest had before. Wonderful. Um, I'd love to hear what it's like on that day-to-day basis, whether it's the planning side over the year or maybe like the day of, what is, um, what does the day-to-day look like for you, Mark? Well, you know, people think that, you know, since we're only a four-day, three-day festival, um, that we somehow or another just start working on it a couple of weeks before the show. <laughs> but it's really, you know, just from booking talent is a 16 to 18 month out uh, process. So, you know, when you get the big acts like we do, you know, with, well, Morgan Wallen and we've had Jason Aldean and and Tim McGraw and, you know, Blake Shelton. So uh, it, it takes a long time to book those guys. They don't book up two weeks out before an event. They book out a year in advance, usually. 
Um, so that for so from a from a booking standpoint, that's something that takes a lot of time. You know, we start planning next year's show probably the day we open the doors on this year's show. We're already looking at how can we improve and and what are things that we need to fix and things things you can't fix in the moment because we we're certainly always fixing on the fly, but there are some you know bigger things whether it's oh we need different signage or whatever the case may be. So uh, we do work on the show, you know. 24-7, 365, we were caught working on weekends and evenings, even, even in the off season, as we call it. But, uh, you know, we have everything from securities to getting vendors, you know, our, our food vendors will churn, you know, they'll have some that drop off and some that come on. So, uh, and employees, that's always a task, you know, looking for volunteer groups. So there's, there's a lot on a day-to-day basis, uh, you know, marketing, promotions, sponsorship sales, security, operations, and, and it goes on and on and on for us. We do have a, a over 500 acre site uh, that we own and manage. So that also makes it a little bit different than uh, some of these shows that come in and put up their tents and put on a show yeah. and then do the show and then leave. Um, you know, we're constantly making improvements. That's fantastic. That's, that's really cool that you own the site where you do your festival on is um I, i'm curious is does the site get used throughout the year or is it just prepped for the big event well this is, we did have some winter events this year i hosted a couple of uh, a private party and then we did a uh, songwriters north of nashville event one weekend that coincided with some other events in town you know we're in minnesota so it's a little cold up yeah. here and uh, we get a lot of snow but we have multiple buildings on our on our grounds and we have one we call the ranch house that will hold about 250 people it's got a small stage and a bar and uh plenty of parking so uh, we do book a little bit of that in the winter time but in the summertime we do use the grounds for other events we have uh, a big road rally that we uh, host there and they race in the grounds and we host a party up at the ranch house uh, we do several smaller parties We've started doing weddings, so we have a few weddings scheduled for this next year. Ironically, because people met at WeFest and now they want to get married at WeFest, so they're oh, planning their weddings at WeFest. Um, and we are looking for other types of music events. Again, we do some one-ups, you know, maybe a Friday night or a Saturday night. Um, we don't do any big major other festivals there yet. Yeah. We would like to maybe do one of those in the summer, um, but those again, those are a lot of work. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I can I, I, I can only imagine. Um, and I think it's great, too, that you share that, like, when people are coming to a festival, you know, there might be that idea, the myth that, oh, this is put together in a couple of weeks, but it's like this could be a year plus of planning. Um, so uh, do you find a lot of people like yourself come back year after year? Like this is something really special that they kind of plan their summer around. Um, and and what kind of, you know, things happen from music and what's like a, um, what's like a, what's a person's journey through WeFest? Well, um, first part of your question there, as far as people coming back, we have a lot of people that have been coming for 20, 30, and of course now come sneaking up on 40 years, uh, local people that have been there, they come there, they camp or they live close by. So they're, it's, it's easy for them. Uh, we have a lot of repeat customers. We did a study one time and I think our churn was about 40% new, you know, so 60% are coming back year after year after year. And then about 40% are 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 new you know they you know somebody might drop off but then we always get new 
Um, so, you know, from a, from a, an attendance standpoint, we have a very loyal uh, bunch of followers. Um, we have different types of seating. We have general admission, but uh, we also have several levels of reserved. So we have a VIP, which has a full VIP experience with, you know, your, your beverages and your food included. We have reserved seats, which are, again, seats in the front, but they just don't include the food and beverage. We have a grand, two grandstands, an upper and a lower grandstand. We have uh, uh, the lawn chair seating. So we have lots of options for our clients to pick from. And we're already sold out for 2023 of all of our reserve seats. Anything that's a reserve seat, whether it's VIP, reserve, lawn chair, upper grand is all sold out. Wow. Um, we used to be that way back all the way up through about 2016 when that other group took over. Yep. Uh, then it dropped off for a few years there and we're getting that back now. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, speaking to that, you've seen um, being in the festival side of the music industry. What other kind of changes are you seeing in, in this space um, relating to music festivals? Uh, you know, security certainly is a big piece of that puzzle. Uh, you know, when you have a, 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 a facility like a basketball arena or a football stadium and you're bringing in you know, acts for that weekend, you know, just a weekend type of thing, you might have one day, you know, they're prepared for that. They have their staff, they have their security here. Well, for us, we've had to evolve because, you know, we were an open field 40 years ago. And so we built buildings, we built fencing, we've created camping areas, we've, you know, installed power and different things over the years. So every time you make some of those changes, it changes traffic flows for customers and, yeah. and how they get in and out. And uh, last year, we made a big change in our stage, adding a big thrust. Well, that also created a whole bunch of other traffic issues that uh, maybe we should have anticipated, but you can't always anticipate yeah. them until you fill it up with 30,000 people and get them roaming around. Um, so security is a big area that we uh, we're constantly looking at improving, changing, um, doing the latest technologies, um, and a lot of a lot of the uh, a lot of small festivals probably don't do a lot of those things. But we're we're a larger festival, and again, we're, we're we've been established for so many years that we've kind of seen it all. So we we want a good, safe atmosphere for our clients. We certainly yeah. don't want any incidents. Uh, we certainly don't want any TV coverage uh, on something <laughs> bad happening. Yeah. And so we work very hard to create a, a great, safe atmosphere for our clients and, and for our artists as well. Yeah, totally. Um, and that's great to have such care for people. They'll feel it when they come to an event and see how thoughtfully things are laid out. I also wanted to ask too, so like for me with this podcast, I like to really, um, my personal hope is to showcase all the different ways you can work in the music industry. And I think working in the, like, the festival event development side is really, really cool. And I just was wondering, like for you, your experience, I imagine you have a deep love for music. What's it like um, working in this area of the industry and, and um, you know, having that part of your life? Well, you know, as a fan, you go to a concert and you look at things a certain way. You're looking at the stage, you're listening to the music and you're having fun with your friends. When you're in this business, you tend to be looking the opposite way, looking at how people are coming in and out and where's the lighting and those kind of things. So there's, you know, you're when you're in the business, you look at things differently. For people that are interested in getting into the business, you know, volunteering is a great, that's how I started. 
Uh, and now I'm running one of the biggest festivals in the country. So, yeah. uh, but you have to get your foot in and you can't always just say, I'm great and I'm going to be great and, you know, hire me and make me the manager and watch me go. And so sometimes you have to prove yourself. And uh, there's so many different areas, especially in a festival to work, anything from parking cars to being a ticket taker to an usher, security, uh, working in a bar. Uh, there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of different areas. And if you're going to run one and be in management in anything like that, you kind of need to learn all those areas too. So, uh, you know, if you're, if you're young and you want to be in this business for a long time, I would say start out by volunteering and, and don't worry about what job you get. Uh, because they'll, if you're good, people will recognize that and they'll oh. see you and they'll pull you into other areas. Um, if you're not so good, you can still work in that business. You're just going to be doing, you know, you may not be the boss. You may not be, you know, managing an area, but you can certainly work in, in, in all those different areas. I love that. And it's true. Sometimes you just got to walk through the door and you'll have your dream. And if you work hard and you have talent and skill, then it'll be obvious and people will be like well we're going to need you over here um I'd also love to hear so you're a lot of um your repeat guests you know 60% of your ticket purchasing is repeat guests and for the 40% what have been some like really great ways um and successful promotional strategies that WeFest uses uh whether it's social media email what have what's been really successful for you guys well, again, I've been around the festival for a number of years, and I and my background is actually in marketing and media. I owned a publishing company, so I'm familiar with radio, TV, print, those things from the old school standpoint. And there were days when you know we mailed out 120,000 flyers, and and we ran ads on the television station. We still have all of our radio partners. That's probably our, uh, from an electronic media standpoint, are still our biggest partnerships. Uh, but things have changed so much in the last, gosh, uh, less than 10 years even uh, with Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and, uh, you know, TikTok and all these different avenues that people are looking at. You know, before it was a newspaper, or the television. Well, now it's your cell phone, you know, now mm-hmm. everything. So how do I reach them? Um, we just still go to events and we try to capture names. We try to build our, our e-blast list. But um, so we're, we're, we're constantly reaching out to our existing customers. Anybody that buys a ticket then is also on our email list unless they opt opt out. So even though we have a bit of a 40% churn, we're constantly marketing to them if they've ever attended WeFest and then always reaching out for for those new new attendees, wherever they may be and whatever age group. Uh, WeFest covers a large region, you know, North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, we we do get people from Wisconsin. We get quite a few people from Canada. So again, reaching out to all those areas, the most cost efficient way and really the most efficient way, regardless of cost is electronic media through social medias, Facebook, yeah. and those kind of things. So we do a lot of that. Absolutely. Um, well, as we're nearing the end, I'd love for you to share your vision for the future of WeFest. What do you see, um, you know, in the next year beyond future shows? Well, we're doing a lot of grounds improvements. Uh, as I mentioned before, the renters in the past have always just been that renter. So, you, you know, if you're a renter, you have to do some improvements when you're renting the property year round, but you do them differently. So we're 
we put in a whole new stage beginning of last year. We put in a whole new uh, thrust last year. And then as soon as this show was, or the 2022 show was done, we basically tore down all of our backstage buildings and are rebuilding those. We're building new dressing rooms for the artists. We're building a new a backstage hospitality area for the artists and, and, and one for sponsors. So the future of WeFest is really improving those grounds, really making it a first class venue uh, and, and improving some or adding some events throughout the year. Uh, WeFest itself, we're, we're rebuilding, but it's going rather quickly. It will be probably next year up to where we were attendance-wise uh, before that last buyout. And so we're, you know, it, it would, I guess our future is making sure we have a better experience for our clients year after year. If we see something that needs to improve, make sure we're improving all the time and not just sitting on our hands and thinking, well, we got a great show here. We got great attendance and we're making good money. So we don't need to improve anything. So. Absolutely. I love that. Um, again, care for your clients uh, just comes through. Well, um, before we go, Mark, can you share with us how people can either stay connected with you or anything else you'd like people to know about WeFest or maybe an answer to a question that I didn't ask? Well, uh, we do most of our, you asked about reaching customers. Most of our ticket, ticket selling is all at wefest.com. So people go there to pick up all their tickets. We also have our frequently asked questions there. Any information about the show is there. If they want to get on our email blast, uh, and and I think we sent out maybe every other week, I think we send an email newsletter talking about whether we have specials or or uh, just artist announcements, those kind of things. So, you know, if people want to stay in touch with WeFest, go to wefest.com and sign up for the newsletter. And and you'll stay in touch with everything we've got going on on a day-to-day basis. I love it. Well, Mark, thank you so much for your time. It's really exciting to hear, uh, to get to hear the behind the scenes of a really big music festival. For those listening um, and for those with a love for going to festivals and country music, they are still selling tickets on wefest.com. I did check out your FAQ section. It was very thorough and really helpful, um, which is always great. Because Sometimes, you know, those can be so hit and miss, but your guys's was fantastic. But definitely check out wefest.com. And Mark, thank you for your time. This was like, really great conversation and I'm just excited about um, what you guys have developed. Great. Thank you very much. Appreciate it.